Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Ebony Christina, and welcome to the third episode of my podcast. If you're here for the first time, thank you so much for being here. And if you are returning, thank you so much for coming back and tuning, listening, watching in on the podcast. I really appreciate it. So thank you so much for being here at the podcast for a third week. You know, I'm staying consistent with this. I told y'all consistency is the name of the game. So we in this. So thank you for being here. Make sure you subscribe um, to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Music, Anchor, or Apple Podcasts, Anchor, and SoundCloud. And also be sure you follow me on Instagram at Ebony Christina. And all those details you can find in the description. All right, so we're back for week three, and we have some really interesting things to talk about. Uh, I'm excited to record this podcast, and um, we can just go ahead and pretty much get started. I hope you guys have had a good week so far. I hope last week was good for you. Uh, Mine's been all right. Um, Hmm, anything interesting? Uh, I don't think, I'm trying to think if anything interesting has been going on with me this past week not so much I went to the movies again it's not usual for me to go to the movies so often but I went to the week I went to the movies again for the second week in a row and I went to go see it chapter two which was um which was really good actually I didn't want to go see it because I normally don't like scary movies I hate horror flicks I don't like being paid. To, I don't. I don't like paying someone to scare me. So I'm always like, eh, I don't want to go see a scary movie. But I end up going anyway, and it was three hours long, so it was a super long movie. But it was really good. I did actually enjoy it, even with the scary gruesomeness of it and the murdering of children, which broke my heart. Uh, it was still a good movie, and I think it was really good for me, especially because I have never seen it. I mean, maybe as a kid, but I don't even remember it. Um, So this chapter two, it movie um, sequel gave like a whole overview. So even if you've never seen it, this will catch you up on the entire series. What's going on? What's up with Pennywise? The the losers, which is the crew of kids. And it was a really good movie and I did enjoy it. So if you like movies, especially horror movies, go ahead and check out it. Uh, It's out. And then this Friday, uh, tomorrow is going to be Friday the 13th. So that would actually be a really cute day to go see it. So check that out. Seems like this podcast is becoming part of like some kind of movie review podcast or something. Because like every week I'm like, oh, I went to the movies. Uh, so yeah, I went to the movies on Sunday the entire weekend. I basically laid around because I was PMSing. Uh, my cycle is about to start any day now, just waiting for her to show up. And so my estrogen levels are low. So all this weekend I was like just literally dead in bed and it felt really good to get a lot of rest. I was rejuvenated for this week, but I just felt so pooped. Like, you know, ladies, like when it's that time of the month, it just sucks all the energy out of you and all the energy was gone from me this uh, past weekend. But those are the great times where you could make the excuse up. I'm PMSing. I can't do it. Sorry, I can't go. Oh, baby, I can't get out of bed because I'm PMSing. And then your man always knows when you're PMSing, don't bother her like stay away at all costs and my boyfriend did a good job between that so that was much appreciated um i'm getting ready to go to paris this uh this week actually tomorrow so this podcast will be released on thursday uh so tomorrow uh i will be flying out to paris 
France, which I'm really excited. I'll be spending the week in Paris. Uh, so that should be a, a fun trip that I'm so looking forward to. I can't wait to go. I'm going with my boyfriend and we'll be there for the week and it should be really nice. And I want it to be like super romantic. I told him like, look, I've been waiting for a long time to go to Paris. Even when I was a flight attendant, and I had opportunities to go to Paris. I remember my sister wanted to go to Paris, me and her. And I would always say no, because Paris is the city of lovers. And I am not going to Paris as a single woman. I refuse to do it. So I was holding out and I'm actually going to Paris with my lovers. So, you know, there's something to be said about putting your foot down and telling the universe what you want. And I said, you know what? I'm not going to Paris until I go with my man. So I'm going to Paris with my man. So I told him, uh, this better be super duper romantic. We're wearing matching outfits in front of the Eiffel Tower. We're taking all those cute pictures. We're doing everything. It is going to be amazing. He's going to be working some of the time while we're there. And during that time, I'll be like, you know, t doing touristy things and, uh, you know, just keeping myself busy. But I'm so looking forward to it. So the next time you hear this podcast, I may be broadcasting from Paris. So that'll be really cute because I'll be there the whole week. So the day that I plan to record my podcast, which is normally on a Tuesday, I want to be sure that I stay committed to it. So even if I got to bust out my mic while I'm at the Airbnb or, you know, wherever I am, I'm going to do that. So uh, looking forward to that and make sure you uh, check out my Instagram because I am going to be dropping some dope pictures. I plan to, I'm trying not to stress too much about my outfits and my pictures, but I plan to put out some really dope pictures and, you know, do the stories and all that stuff. So follow me on Instagram and I will probably do a vlog, um, on my YouTube channel. So make sure you're subscribed to the YouTube channel. And that is pretty much it with my catch-up as to what's been going on with me lately. Just getting ready for this trip. And then as soon as I come back from Paris, two days later, I have another work conference to go to, which is in Traverse City, Michigan, which is like this beautiful town in like northern Michigan. And it's like wine country. So it's like back-to-back -back little getaways. And so... I, I like my little, I didn't travel um, much at all during the summer. So I like having my like autumn pre-fall travel going on. About this time, all the tourist people are gone back home so I can really indulge and enjoy my time away. So that's my catch up. Um, I hope you guys are having a really wonderful week. We got a lot of stuff to get into, uh, some really good topics, um, things that's been going on, just like the happenings that's been happening. So let's go ahead and get into some girl talk. Uh, the first thing I want to start with is, oh, let me get my other phone so I can look at these articles that I saved on Twitter. Uh, the first thing I want to get into is this dread cutting situation that's been going on. So um, if you guys aren't up to date or you may be, so there's a situation with, you know, Jay-Z and Rocket Nation uh, partnering with the NFL, which a lot of people are upset about because you know, of Colin Kaepernick, and some people say that Jay-Z shouldn't be partnering with the NFL, and it's just not looking really good on Jay-Z and Rock Nation's side. I don't have a, an opinion about it, quite honestly, as far as that partnership. 
I'm just going to, you know, I'm a part of the Beehive. I'm a, a big fan of Jay-Z. So as of right now, I'm just going to keep my mouth shut about the whole thing in general. I don't have an opinion. We're going to see what happens with this. Uh, it's not looking great on Jay-Z's side, just the aesthetics of it. But, you know, things like this happen. I'm sure it'll all figure itself out. And I trust Jay-Z. You know, he has the back of the black community. He hasn't done us wrong so far, but he is a businessman. So you just, you know, you never know. But I'm not judging it. But what I am judging, though is this organization called the Crushers Club, which received a, a donation from the Rock Nation uh, collaboration that's going on with the NFL. They received like $100,000 or some very generous amount as a donation to their organization. Their organization that does work in Chicago with helping uh, gang members basically turn their lives around young black men. Sounds wonderful, right? Great. You know, I'm all for, especially in Chicago, organizations giving back to the community, especially if you're actually doing the work and people are benefiting from it. However, the other day I went on Twitter and I'm scrolling on my timeline and I see a picture of this white woman standing over this black man with a pair of scissors in her hand looking super happy to be cutting his dress off. And she's cheesing and he's like smiling in the picture and she has a... And then there was a... Um, a uh, a caption to the picture basically saying he's turning his life around. He's going to cut his dreads off to live a better life. Pretty much for me to paraphrase. Let me go ahead and get into my phone because ugh, it was nasty. It was really gross. Just the picture of it was gross. So this woman who was the founder of the Crusher Club organization had had several couple of pictures up of her cutting uh, the dreads of black men. Now, First off, this Crushers organization, they may very well be doing good work in the Chicago community. And if they are, I love it. Kudos to them. You know, they deserve that money. And I hope these young men are really benefiting from what they're doing. I appreciate that. I truly do. However, the aesthetics, just in general, of her cutting his dreads off and then the caption that she made about how, oh, he's going to turn his life around now and uh, live a better life now that he doesn't have these dreads is just implying on the wrong messages. So here it is. I'm pulling it up. Um, so she has since apologized. Um, we're going to go ahead and go into that. So she has since apologized about it uh, for cutting the young man's dress, but they insist that he wanted this. He wanted to cut his dress in order to change his life around. Let me read the caption verbatim. I just, I think it's just basically... Ugh, just looking at these pictures. Ugh, it's just so, it's nasty. Okay, so her name is Sally Hazelgrove, founder of Crusher's Club in Inglewood, which is um, a neighborhood in Chicago. So the picture she posted, yeah, there's two different pictures of her, and she looks so happy and proud of herself to be cutting their dress. And it's just, I mean, come on now. Okay, sorry for the dead air. Uh, I need to figure out a better... Um, okay, I, I just got to find this article, so y'all bear with me. I have to find her uh, actual tweets. I want to read the actual caption of what she said um, when she initially posted the picture, so proud of herself for cutting his dress off. Oh, okay, so basically she said in the caption, um, yada, 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 looking happy, cutting off dress for change and a better life. 
and she's cheesing and she's over these two men and she's cutting their dress. So then one of the young men, uh, I think his name is um, like Kobe. He, after basically Twitter, the internet went crazy about these pictures, rightfully so, because it just doesn't look great, the aesthetic. And just to insinuate that someone has to cut their dreads off to live a better life. That's the problem that we have with black hair in, in the black community is that, oh, certain hairstyles aren't considered professional or kept or, you know, that you are a decent person. That young man could have dreads and still change his life around and have a better life. Let's just be clear about that. Now, if he decided that he wanted to cut his dreads off because he wanted to have a change, that's totally normal. I cut my hair for a better change in my life to change things up and to renew myself. If he wanted to do that, that's fine. That's great. But the caption to imply that he is doing that solely to have a better life, like that is just a... That is a moment in time in their organization where he's, you know, he's he's having a milestone. Oh, he's going to have a better life. So he's going to cut his dress off. The image of that was just so gross. And it's just, it's just not, it's just awful. It's just awful. Even, and then so he, uh, Kobe, I believe is his name. They're basically putting him in front of cameras now. So she hasn't got spoken out about anything. He's gone on camera defending her and saying, oh, she's a great woman. And, you know, if you knew her, you wouldn't feel this way. I wanted to cut my dress off. I asked her to do it. Yada, yada, yada. <sighs> that just doesn't sit well with me. And then also, I'm just tired of the whole white savior thing. I'm so tired of the whole white savior this woman is coming in and she's saving him and cutting his dress off and helping him, um, you know, have a better life. And then she's also one of those all lives matter people. I have a problem with those type of people in general because we're not talking about our lives. We're talking about black lives right now. So if you purposely hashtag all lives matter, I feel like that's a direct contradiction to black lives matter. And basically she's like, you know, I think she made a statement and saying like, oh, I didn't mean it like that. I support the black community. It's just, you know, I think that all people matter as well. And that's what I was just trying to say. And it's like, but we're talking about the black lives right now. And if you're dealing, you're working with an organization that's supposed to be helping black young men, then you need to be fighting for uh, black lives matter, not no fucking all lives matter. Because we understand that all lives matter. But right now we're talking about the black ones because the black ones are the ones that are being murdered by the police. I'm just saying. So... This whole um, debacle with this dreads gate, I want to call it, is just gross. And the way they're putting this young man, Kobe, in front of the camera to completely keep defending her. Like, why hasn't she got on camera to defend herself? And the organization has since apologized. But this is just uh, a reason why this whole Rock Nation NFL deal and these um, a part of the initiative, they are... Uh, a part of their social activism initiative, they donated $200,000 to this organization. So hopefully this organization is actually doing good, but they definitely need this wake-up call and reality check. And it's like, watch what you're doing, watch what you're saying. If this is the community which you're planning to help, then do that. And don't don't uh, reinforce scenario stereotypes. And, you know, also don't contradict us with the whole All Lives Matter stuff. It's like it was a good check. And God bless that young man, Kobe. I really hope he does, you know, gets his life together, how he's intending, and all the young men in that organization. And hopefully they actually do some good with that $200,000. But that's what I had to say about that whole cutting of the dress. I mean, when I first saw that picture, I was like, ugh, like that's, 
That is nasty. And it immediately reminded me of Samson. For some reason, when I immediately saw it, it reminded me of Samson who fell in love with Delilah, I think is her name. And, um, you know, check me if I'm wrong, but Samson who cut off his dress and all his power was left from his body. That's what I saw when I saw that picture. I never want to see a white woman gleefully cutting a black man's dress. I just don't. I, I, really, I just don't. So that's what I have to say about that dread cutting situation. And I really hope that Rock Nation and Jay-Z and the NFL and Colin Kaepernick all just figure it out and just do what you're intending to. It just do good by the black community um, and not use us basically for capitalism and personal gain. So the next thing I want to talk about um, is Malik Yoba. This one is a little weird. Um because this is some stuff going on with this. So Malik Yoba, you or Yorba, I think Malik Yoba. So Malik Yoba, who used to play in New York Undercover, uh, which was a really dope show back in like the 90s. It was like, yeah, like a dope cop show. He's an actor. He came out the other day in support of transgender people and the transgender community. And he also... Um, how do you say? He also exposed, not exposed, but he also just offered the information that he is attracted to transgender women. Great. I was so happy when I saw that. I supported it. I shouted it out on my Instagram. I retweeted the article. I said, go you, be you, be free, love who you love, love all. I love that. I'm a super, I'm a supporter of all people, all love. I try to especially support the LGBTQ community, the transgender community, because I think it's important that us as people, we support communities and we support um, you know, movements that we don't directly benefit from. I am a cis hetero woman. I have no uh, bearings or anything that's happening in the uh, LGBTQ community, the transgender community, but I think it's important to support other people. So any chance I get, I try to shout out that community, show my support. I went to the pride parade this uh, past summer. You know, I'm just, I just love all people. I think all people should be free to be their authentic selves, be themselves. So when I saw him, um, he had like a whole article, whole article. He had like a whole post caption on his Instagram and um, he was supporting the transgender community, him as a, a black um, heterosexual or straight presenting, I think they call it man, for someone like him to speak up and say, it is okay to be attracted to a transgender woman. I thought that was very honestly brave of him and I thought it was a way to truly be a trailblazer and just to speak up and do what's right so kudos to Malik Yoba um I thank him for doing that I know a lot of people thank him for doing that he initially did that because there's a young man who was 20 years old by the name of um rest in peace to him but his name is Maurice Will um Willoughby 20-year-old young man, I think he's out of New York or Jersey somewhere on the East Coast, and he uh, apparently committed suicide by an apparent drug overdose um, after he was basically bullied, cyber-bullied and bullied in his community for um, being in a relationship with a transgender woman. So that's very unfortunate that somebody would kill themselves because of who they love, if they just want to love another human. I think it's super, super unfortunate that um, someone will have to take the, their lives because other people are judging them. Like, that's gross. Okay, that's going to be my word for this episode. That's gross. 
And um, so Malik Yoba, he, I guess he felt passionate about it and he spoke up and he had a super long caption on his Instagram um, page. And I just want, wait, let's just talk about the, the young man. So Maurice uh, Willoughby, I watched the video. So he's at like a store, a bodega or something. And there's a lot of other young men around him. They're recording him. They're bullying him. They're like, oh, you, you're this, you're gay. You sleeping with a dude. You're doing this. Just saying all this nasty derogatory stuff towards him about who he's in love with. And he was holding it down. Honestly, he was just like, so, so what? So what? I'm in love with her. So what? I'm with her. And that was super dope. And then unfortunately, you just never know how things really affect people because after that, he probably, you know, took drugs and just put himself into an early grave, unfortunately. And that was so beautiful for that transgender woman to be um, loved by, to feel that kind of love from someone. Now, I heard that he may have been abusing her. I, that's alleged that I don't know how true that is. Hopefully that is not the case. But just from that video, it just looked like a man standing his ground for the woman that he loves. And I thought that was super dope. And it's very unfortunate that he... Um, took his life or he went to drugs and drugs end up taking his life. Um, so Malik Yoba posted this attention black and all men. This is not okay. All caps. And he went on to talk about um, how that video was heartbreaking. And as black men, you know, we don't need to call each other out for things like this. Um, and he's hosting some kind of uh, workshop about the trans experience, September 27th details to be announced. And I want to get to the point where he um, talked about his attraction for transgender women. Uh, let's see. Um, ultimately, oftentimes, this type of shame is okay. Not clearly, he didn't. That being a real man means instead the fact that he's a trans. Sorry, guys. Trans people deserve love and respect, as do those of us that love them. Oh, there we go. Which, okay, so in all capital letters, he says, uh, trans people deserve love and respect as do those of us that love them. I love all women and can count myself among those that find themselves trans attracted. And I too have felt the self-imposed shame that comes with that truth, but it's time to speak up. It's not about genitalia or sex, but about attraction to the soul and humanity of an individual and often the beauty that is in the courage and conviction to live one's truth. Amen to that. I just thought that was so moving and so brave of him to speak up about and was perfectly stated. I think it was a great message to put out there for, for all people to see. I even, I saw this article, I think, from lovebscott.com. That's one of my favorite blogs to go to for all of my gossip and everything and my just uh, pop culture news. And I even went to Instagram just to like this post because I was so moved by it. All right. With that being said, let's go ahead and fast forward, what, like 48 hours later? Supposedly, there was a, um, a woman, a trans woman who came out, and she's accusing Malik Yoba of soliciting sex from minor trans girls previously and then i'm like okay here we go with the bullshit it's like you can't even you can't even like just you can't cheer too loud too soon nowadays because as soon as you want to cheer someone on and say bravo you're such a great person they find some way to surprise you every time and this came out now i don't know if this is true and this is not a gossip website but I'm just, these are things that moved me this uh, week that I wanted to talk about. 
So this woman uh, on, I'm not going to read this. It's a lie. Actually, I haven't even read it. Uh, I just heard most about this through the Read podcast. Uh, Mariah Lopez Ebony. <laughs> um, she goes on here and she says, surviving Malik Yoba. We had sex when I was just a teen. This breaks my heart. I never want to hear about a man um, having sex. No, not having sex with. Raping um, a teenager. I never want to hear about a man molesting a teenager or doing anything with a young person who is under the age of 18. I never want to hear about that. So basically she goes on and accuses him of soliciting sex with her um, in a popular, I think, prostitution area out of New York, which is known to have trans women there um, to be paid for sex and prostitution. No, well, no problem with that. I don't have a problem with sex work. I'm not here to judge, but I have a problem with soliciting sex work from a minor. So these are allegations. He's since denied it, but it is put out there, and it kind of just makes you go, hmm, maybe how true is it? Possibly. You never know with these men nowadays because, Lord, we all know that men can be very disgusting. But I'm not accusing him of it. It's all allegations. So we shall see what happens um, with this whole situation. He's going to be on The Breakfast Club. Um, by the time this come out, he would have he would have appeared on The Breakfast Club. So I'm definitely going to be watching that uh, because I'm interested in hearing more about how does he feel about these allegations and hearing more about his um, experience with being attracted to um, all genders, transgender women. Um, so, yeah, that's that. That's what I have to say about that. That was, um, I hate to say that was some tea, but that was some tea and can be very, started off really good, but can end up being very unfortunate if these allegations are found to be true. And I really hope for the sake of those uh, young girls, I really hope that these allegations are not true. So, whoo. See, I tell you, this is a um, interesting week. I even got my wine in this podcast. I got me some um, some rosé today. Uh, so, yeah, it's been um, an interesting week, um, but some good stuff to just, you know, have some girl talk about. Oh, excuse me. So, the last topic I want to get into is about Nicki Minaj. Um, I wanted this to be my last topic to talk about as far as pop culture because it's going to lead me into our um, discussion for this week. Nicki Minaj announces her retirement from rap in order to um, have a family. All right, so let's go ahead and go to that article. So uh, about four days ago, less than a week ago, Nicki... Nicki Minaj, she went to her Twitter and she said, quote, I've decided to retire and have my family. I know you guys are happy now. To my fans, keep repping me. Do it to the death of me. X in the box because ain't nobody checking me. Love you for life. Kisses and hearts and unicorns. So everybody, obviously, all the barbs immediately went crazy. Oh, my God, Nicki, you're retiring. Don't do it. And then it just went all on the blogs. blogs. I immediately didn't believe it. I think it's just another one of the situations where Nikki is just tweeting stuff. She's just saying things, maybe to get attention. Maybe she really believes it, but it's not true. She's not retiring. She may, she might even think she's going to retire, but I don't think she's going to like permanently retire to create her family. I think there's a possibility that maybe she'll step away from the spotlight and from the mic to 
um, have her family, which I think is totally, you know, go on your maternity leave, girl. Do what you got to do. Take care of yourself. Fulfill your dreams because she's been talking about having a family for a long time. So fulfill your dreams. Do what you got to do. But I don't think for one second she is, like, really retiring. Even Jay-Z couldn't truly retire. Jay-Z retired, like, three times and kept kept coming back to make another album and he just at 50 years old made another album and so I feel like she's definitely not going to be retiring but she obviously wants to have a family she obviously wants to get married and I think if that's her desire she should definitely do that but I don't for a second think she's going to retire so I think the barbs can calm down I think all the blog the blog oh, I keep saying blogs <laughs> all the blogs can stop getting the clicks you know it's the clickbait because Nikki is not going to be going anywhere. And I even think by now she, I was scrub, I was looking through her Twitter to see if I could find it. And I couldn't. I had to find this on World Star Hip Hop's Twitter page. Um, because she has since deleted the tweet. So she probably was, you know, who knows what she was up to that day. But it is an interesting conversation. So um, I know that Nikki has always wanted to be, become a mommy. Because... In one of her documentaries or something I had watched of hers, she even said that when her and at the highlight of her career, when she had first started, um, when her and Safari was together, she had said that if it wasn't for her career taking off the way it did, that she would have, her and Safari would have been created a family. It was just because of the fact that her career took off and um, the way things happened, she wasn't able to have a family. So I, I've always known that it's been a, her maternal desires have been coming up and she is now at a point in her career where she can take a break and keep her place um, for the most part. And she's obviously madly in love. If you look on her Instagram and Twitter any day, she's always tweeting about um, her uh, fiance, her fiance, um, I, I don't know his name, but I know her last name is, his last name is Petty because she goes by Mrs. Petty now. So, you know, good for her. And I think, you know, she should step away, create her family. I really hope this does happen for her because I, I love to see women win. I love to see women win and get and have the entire picture. I love to see a woman have her career and have her family and be able to do both of those and that you don't have to choose one or the other. Uh, I witnessed that with Kelly Rowland. I remember when Kelly Rowland got married and then she ended up being pregnant. And I, I still remember her maternity picture to this day. I want to emulate that one day where she was sitting on top of like a stool. She, um, she had like, um, just a bla a black blazer on. It was a black and white pigeon. She was holding her big pregnant belly. It was so beautiful. But I love to see that when I see just a woman win. You know, you can have both. And at the same time, you don't have to choose one or the other. I think when Nikki was first coming up in the game, it was a time in the industry where you had to choose one or the other. But now when you see with Cardi, you can have your baby and you can still have your career. And it's not like, oh, you got to pick one. Don't nobody want to see a rapper who's in a real, a female rapper who's in a relationship and having kids. It's like, you know, Cardi has really flipped the game on that one. So shout out to her for that. Um, but I do kind of want to, I can relate to what Nikki is feeling in a sense because one of the small reasons, one of the of many reasons why I decided to stop being a flight attendant or take a break from it, because I may go back in the future, who knows, but one of the reasons why I decided to take a break from being a flight attendant was because I too wanted to focus on hopefully one day having a family, and I didn't want to, I felt like being a flight attendant, you're jet setting, you're flying all over the place, it was kind of hard, I needed some stability. It was hard to... Um, try to cultivate a real relationship with someone when I'm always flying around and, you know, it, it just, 
I just needed to be grounded for a minute. So I decided to step away from being a flight attendant in order to focus more on uh, my future family life. Now, at the time that I did it, I didn't even have a man. So, but it wasn't, that wasn't the only reason I stopped flying. I needed to make more money. I wanted to be stable. Uh, I wanted to spend more time with my family. You know, I got, I was lonely. I was going through depression. You know, there were so many different reasons that came together as to why I stopped, you know, doing the most amazing career in the world. Um, but looking back on it, just from my own experience, now it's been about two years since I, I stopped flying. And some days, I will be honest, I don't know if it was, if that was the only reason why I stopped being a flight attendant, if that would have been worth it. Uh, some days I still want to go back. But I, you know, a girl actually made a comment on my YouTube video that I created on why I quit being a flight attendant that um, I thought she had a, she made a really valid point. Um, she was a little rude about it, but I did think she made a valid point about it. You know, I just went on my YouTube and that young man, Kobe Richardson, um, was on the Angie Martinez show today. So I can't wait to watch that. I wish I could have caught that before I po- record this podcast, but... Anyway, um, so let me go to that young lady's comment. And she made a valid point. She was just a little bitch about it. <laughs> I know, maybe not so much a bitch, but um, let me find it. So, uh, okay, but anyway, while I look for it, um, I just want to say, like, I don't know if it's worth to walk away from your career in order for the hopes of making a family, you know, or the hopes of being in like a certain type of relationship. Because I think when you do things like that, um, I just don't think it may work out the way you intended. And even in my situation, or especially in my situation, that's what I'm talking to right now. It's like, it didn't, you know, how I necessarily kind of imagined this was going to work out. Did it exactly work out the way it did? Now, I am in a, a, a great relationship now. I feel like I have met my partner. Um, and we are progressing in a, a great direction at a really a really nice, natural pace. Not rushing anything. It's all good. Um, but, you know, is it, would it have been, did I need to do that, though? You know, it's some time that I ask myself, like, did I really need to do that? Could I, like, why did I have to give up? Maybe I just needed to take a break. You know, why did I have to give up this career that I love to potentially have uh, a family? That, I don't know. Sometimes I, I have, I question myself about that decision. Now, the only reason I made the decision was because I knew it wasn't permanent. And if I wanted to go back to that career, I always could do so. Um... You know, if nothing is ever permanent, you know, a job, it will always be there. I think that we as humans should always make decisions. We, I think, it, okay, so as humans, we make decisions based on two feelings, either out of fear or out of love. And I honestly think when I quit my job as a flight attendant, I made that decision out of fear, out of the fear of my loneliness, out of fear within my depression, out of the fear of missing out on things, out of the fear that maybe I would never become a mommy, maybe I would never get married. So all the reasons why I decided to step away was basically led by fear. And I think I realized that then, but I realize it even more now in retrospect. I don't think it's ever a good idea to make a move out of fear. Um, I think all moves, all decisions should be made out of love. I think when you move out of love. Now, if I... um, if all the reasons why I decided to quit becoming a flight attendant were triggered from these emotions of love, love for 
um, you know, just love for this life, a certain lifestyle or love for a person or a love for a vision. I don't know. I don't know. I think that when you make decisions from love, it works out better than when you make a decision out of fear. And I've seen that from past experiences. And, you know, this is life is a learning experience. Life is, is a journey. We're constantly learning. We're constantly making errors and corrections. And, you know, sometimes you got to take the long way to get where you're trying to go. And I'm okay with that. It happens. But um, that's kind of what I want to say about the whole Nikki retiring to have a family thing. Is like, I feel you, girl. I was at that same place. It hasn't happened for me that for me like that yeah but I'm trading in the right direction I feel like she's kind of having the same thing going on so this young lady on my um why I quit being a flight attendant story time video she said um I cannot I literally cannot stress this enough do not leave your career as a flight attendant for a relationship and or a man ever if you want to leave to chill on the couch or relax or do nothing or go to holiday barbecues or because hotels feel cold or you don't like bunk beds or the pay then do it for those reasons but please don't do it for a man the right relationship the right match will always manifest and meet you where you are she read me i'm not even gonna lie she read me now a little bit because I didn't just leave my career for a man and I didn't just, I, as a matter of fact, I didn't leave my career for a man at all. Like I left my career as a flight attendant because of all those reasons she stated. I didn't want to live with other people. I didn't want to be in these cold hotel rooms and you know, I wanted stability, but I never really left my career as a flight attendant for a man. I left it for the potential of a family. There's a difference because if I didn't desire to have children, I wouldn't have left it to be with a man because men in general, honestly, just aren't that important to me. But, you know, I do want to have a family dynamic. I mean, I don't want to say men are important to me. They are, but I don't think, I, I don't need need a man. But I did really desire to have a family and be a mom. So I have to have a man to do that. But I feel like in a sense she did kind of read me because I kind of felt that like, I didn't leave it for a man, but I see what she's saying. And that last sentence, the right relationship and the right match will always manifest and meet you where you are. That was the real read and the real TV. Because I, I, it's like as a believer and a person of faith, I felt like I should have felt that, you know, in that moment when I was assigned to leave my career. It's like, why didn't I have the strength to believe that? That even when I was doing all this flying and jet setting and all, all that, why didn't I have the faith to believe that? God would send me, the universe would send me my relationship and manifest itself that will then manifest into my family right where I was. And then since then, I've seen flight attendants that I know get pregnant. And it's not about, I guess, just getting pregnant. But I've seen flights that I know, like, get pregnant in their relationships while flying. So it's just like, oh, my God. You know, like, did I need to act so drastically? And could I have gotten there if I would have just stayed where I am? I was and I now think yes is the answer so I thank her for that comment um I didn't reply to it although maybe I should put a, a, a love on it but um yeah I thought that was a good comment I thought she she made a great point and I hope other people take heed to what she said you know life is a learning experience and we can make mistakes and you know take the long way it's like Dr. Dwayne um Dyer one of my favorite spiritual leaders God rest his soul you know, it's just like 
the journey of life is never going to be just like straight linear. It's like you're going to go a little left, but then you got to come back to your center. Then you may trickle off a little bit to the right, then you got to come back to the center. So, but as you're going to your left and your right and you're, you're moving, eventually you're still going to get to where you're intending to go. You just took the long way there and you know, that it is what it is. So, um, that was my, um, little girl talk for this week and I hope somebody will can relate to what I'm talking about and where I am in my life and I can definitely relate to Nikki Uh, God bless her and her relationship and God bless me and my relationship in my life and me figuring out what is next on my journey you know we're all on this thing called life together and we're all on these spiritual journeys it's just we got to figure out how we can fulfill our personal journey and get there in a timely fashion. Cause Lord knows we be taking some detours. I know I do. Uh, so, whew. so that is this week's podcast. I hope y'all enjoyed it. I got a little personal, got a little deep there. You know, I'm trying to really open up. So I definitely, I didn't have to drink that much of my wine to go to dig deep on that one. So, um, I definitely enjoyed this podcast this week. I felt like we talked about some good juicy stuff, some gross stuff that was going on, um, in the industry this week. And, uh, yeah, so there you have it. Um, if you have any questions, please hit me up on Instagram. I would definitely be more than happy to answer your questions on the podcast. Um, also, um, please subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Anchor. I'm considering changing the name of the podcast instead of Fuck Your 20s Podcast because uh, I'm having some issues getting my distribution going on onto Apple Podcasts. Apple hasn't accepted my podcast just yet. I think it's because of the name, so I don't know. I may do some tweaks with the podcast name. Who knows? But for now, it's just my podcast. Thank you for being here. Please subscribe. Please follow me on Instagram. Uh, Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching on YouTube. And I will see y'all next week. Hopefully, the next time you see me, I will be in Paris in a cute little Airbnb in in downtown Paris with a beautiful view of the Parisian sweets and eating a croissant and uh, drinking some nice French wine or something. So I will see y'all next week and take care of yourselves. And um, okay, bye-bye.